Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Fairby. Hi, this is Derek Broussard. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, PLI Podcast, Pampers Podcast, sort of bi-weekly, sort of tri-weekly, but eventually back to weekly podcast. I'm Russ Joy on Twitter, at Joy on Broad. That's Bundy, Cetarian6 on Twitter. And of course, we are now one of the 42 Philly podcasts you must listen to right now as per the Philadelphia Inquirer. Big shout out. Thanks. Thanks, Inky. You know, not Philly.com anymore. Inquirer.com. A little bit harder to spell, but whatever. Bundy, how are you? You look delightful. You're busy. I'm busy. Ant's busy doing his thing. But we're here for the people because we love them, we care about them, and we couldn't possibly let them go another week without a show. It'll be a shorter show today, but that's okay. I heard there's 45 that actually made the podcast list now, Russ. I'm trying to find out. They expanded it? No, they didn't. Stop. So it tells me that in 24 hours, probably three people that had some connection over there probably called and said, why weren't we on it? And today they, you know went what, to 40, we, I, they went to 45. I thought when it was 42 that they were really talking about greatness because of Jackie Robinson, you know, the 42 number, the best. There you go. The so anyway, but you know what? Yeah. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. The Inquirer did that. And, uh, you know, I think that our, I think our, our body of work pretty much speaks volumes about who we are. And, uh, you know, we got, we got a good cast, good crew, the best fans around. And so thank you, Inquirer. Yeah. The Inky, uh, he did take care of us. Good stuff Russ. And we, we did get some five-star reviews, too, that we'll have to make sure that we hit on the way out here, too, because I know that some people have been waiting for them to get right on the show. We'll do that at the end, as we always do. But, Bundy, we, we have a couple of things. Nothing on the team. Uh, Owen Tippett signed. Whatever. Great. Or not Owen um, uh, um But, like, uh, Wade Allison signed. Not Owen Tippett. I'm thinking, though. Ginger's, ginger. Ginger energy. Um, uh, there's not a lot to talk about with the team. Whatever. If you're, if you're here for... For some kind of you know special breakdown about you know which uh, young Flyers player is going to break out this year based on you know a bunch of numbers and, and stuff that's not right now we'll get to that closer to the season but you know right now no point so let's talk about a couple of the things that are happening around the Flyers and things that have made the headlines um, Flyers Twitter account has uh, uh, stirred up some controversy there's one thing that the team put out that I think is actually a good thing I know that you're not as big of a fan of and then um, the the social the social aspect here. Um, the Flyers tweeted out a picture of Nick Delorier um, when it was 44 days till training camp. I facetiously put out the, uh, is Nick Delorier a better number 44 than Kimo Timonen, 610632. It's an old bit um, that I don't think everybody who follows me on Twitter now was for the ride with the old crossing broadcast days. But uh, that tweet has since been deleted. Uh, and the Flyers put out a thing about a new program that they're running for tickets, but they uh, turned off the comments. They turned off the replies so I think that ended up blowing up in a bigger way uh, on quote tweets. I don't necessarily blame the person who's running the social media account. I can't imagine they did that on their own volition. But um, Bundy, you know, we, we have a few things here. And, and I think probably the biggest thing, the biggest headline this week was that the Flyers put out a, uh, a Flyers pass. It's a four game per month package, $99. You get a ticket to four games that are selected by the team. You find out two weeks before, uh, I believe the month starts to find out which four games they're going to be for. And then within 72 hours of puck drop, you get uh, your ticket sent to you. Now, the thought here, where the value is, is that you could potentially end up in a lower bowl seat. Uh, you could also end up in the upper level. You could also end up in, what is it, the assemb- is it the assembly room? I always get those rooms confused. But it's like the standing room only up top. It's a nice area. 
Those tickets, I believe, run for about $25 anyway. If you got stuck in four, you know, standing room only uh, seats, you would be pretty much paying about the same that you would have otherwise. Um, got a lot of ire, a lot of kickback, a lot of blowback from uh, season ticket holders. There have been people who've been dunking on the team as in like, why would I spend $99 to do anything? There are other people who say, hey, you know what? I, I would I would take the gamble. $99, go see four, four games, probably end up in the lower bowl because tickets aren't going to you know be popping off the shelves, right? Where do you land on this? And then I'll kind of, we'll do a little breakdown. I mean, I don't know. I saw that, and I, and I somebody sent it to me on Twitter, and, and you know, it said no comments, and then they made a joke like, you know, the Brock Crossing Broad guys made the Flyers have no comments available to them. I, again, like, I don't want to keep beating the, a, a drum. Like, I really want to talk about something positive for us. This is, again, the incompetence and the malfeasance this organization shows. First of all, okay, I go over to a place in Medford every morning, um, and I get a, you know, I get a coffee and a, you know, something to eat. And I go off to work. The guy that, you know, registers me every day has become a friend. He's a season ticket holder named Jerry. And he looked at me today and he said, I'm done. This is, I, I can't take it anymore. He goes, I pay $40 for my ticket. And he looked at me and said, why the hell should I have $25 tickets made available for four games when I prepaid? So I looked at him and I said, well, why would you prepay? I said, you're giving them crap now. For a market-based ticket price. This team is garbage. It was garbage last year. And I say it's garbage. Like, listen, they don't they cannot win the Stanley Cup. All right. There's not even a I don't care if they what what they tell you, you know, what torch is gonna be like, oh, we got more here than we No, you don't have more than what you got. You got what you got, and everybody knows it. The whole city, the whole hockey world knows it. The Flyers rankings there in the report card were D minuses across the board. It could have put put an F's on it. So don't sit here and tell me that you went out, you grinded your season ticket holders, that you knew were going to be loyal, they paid you your, with the full value, and now you go out before training camp even starts and you backhand them across the face, backhand them across the face with a $25 four-ticket thing, $99. You are a clown show. That's what you are. You're a circus monkey, a circus act throwing bowling pins around, and you know what? Now the whole city knows it. I mean, everybody knows what you are now. And I'll be honest with you, if you're – I'm waiting now. I mean, how long is it going to be before they task the alumni to come and help them sell tickets? I mean, that's got to be coming down the pike at some point, right? Um, th- what are you doing? Like, and I'll be honest with you now, and I say this for all I can't, sports. Bundy, I can't wait to see you uh, shamelessly selling tickets. That's going to be – I will buy tickets just to watch you ask me to buy the tickets. That – Again, I feel bad for the season ticket holders. This is not Flyers hockey. It's not the history of the team. Put it. You know what I really think, Russ? And you know, I go around and you know it too. You know what people want? They just want a good product. They want to go talk to the guy next to them in their seats. You know, have a beer or a soda and a a hot dog and talk about hockey. Talk about Morgan Frost and his development, or you know, Provorov having a bounce back year. They don't give a shit about this kind of stuff. They're getting screwed. By the Flyers, that's what they are getting screwed, and they're getting they're getting gaslit in terms of telling them that they did a good job this offseason. No, they didn't, and that's well, why I'm sitting here again. I wish I could talk positive. People are like, oh, why do you keep dumping on the Flyers? Because they keep giving us information to dump on them. This is not this. I've never seen again. I'm going to say it. I've never seen the gold standard of the Ed Snyder run family uh, love beloved fan inclusive. With the players, 
franchise to this absolute tire fire in a dumpster. That's what it is. And I, I don't know who else to say it, Russ. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me. And there's a lot of reasons where four tickets could come in. There's a lot of charities in a down year that could use help. People like to get to games. Um, but doing that to your season ticket holders, pfft, good luck getting them back again in early renewal. You know, and, and here's here's where I land, because typically I say, you know what, we, we do have to have a little bit of, um, I don't know if I want to say empathy, but we have to kind of understand that, like, ultimately season ticket holders are important to the, they're kind of like, in a way, they're the lifeblood of the franchise. Because if season ticket holders uh, stop caring, ownership at some point, in most markets with most ownership, would say, then why are we here? Like, now it's time to relocate. The Flyers aren't going to relocate, and, like, I don't ultimately know how much Comcast cares right now uh, about those, you know, dipping numbers. But, you know, I don't want to dunk on people who have put thousands and thousands of dollars out, but at the same time, I don't really feel that bad for a lot of season ticket holders right now. Like, if, if the idea here is, well, you know, we're getting our value undercut, what the hell did you re-up for? Honestly, in the last, say, the last three years, why have you re-upped? The reason that we get so many messages and so many DMs and so many emails to snowthegoalie.gmail.com, the reason that we get so many of those about, like, I'm out on this team, I canceled my season tickets, is because the product has been bad. So I get that, like, and, and we see this. This was on Twitter. There was, there was a back and forth, and I think it was on the Flyers Pass. We put it on the Snow the Goalie account. And there was, a, there was a back and forth between two people. And one of the guys said, you know, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm going to stick with this team through thick and thin. And the other one said, well, then you're part of the problem because if you're financially supporting this, there's no reason for ownership to make changes. And I can see both sides. I genuinely can. And, you know, I look at it and I go, on, on a fundamental level, if I'm a Flyers fan and I'm going to support the team no matter what, the Flyers passes a great deal. It absolutely is. Because if I if I am a fan who's going to go down and support the team anyway and is going to go down and buy tickets anyway, I'm probably going to save money on service fees even if I go secondary market. And, like, I get it. And, and again, you're rolling the dice on potentially getting a lower-level seat. So from that vantage point, totally get it. But from the vantage point of, like, what are we doing here, I, I could just as easily make the argument that this shouldn't be a flyer's pass thing. This should be a season-long thing. I've advocated in the past for, like, at some point, you have to consider dropping ticket prices in general, you know, and, and you're not going to drop them so much that it's going to really make a big difference. But like when the Sixers were bad, when the Sixers were going through the process, they had the all you can eat tickets where it was up in like the, the, the ends. And if I remember correctly, I think it was $33. It was all you could eat, hot dogs, nachos, ice cream and, and beverages, right? Not alcoholic, but like soda, soda, water, whatever. They did that $33 a ticket. If the Flyers did that, they would do really well. Because no matter what, you're going to get college kids who are going to want to go down, eat as many hot dogs, nachos, and everything, go enjoy you know, the game. You're going to get a lot of 20-somethings who are going to be happy to like throw back a few beers, go down, unlimited food, feel great about it. But like this, I'm not going to say is that I don't think that doing this is necessarily a bad thing for the team. I think that like ultimately it sends a weird mixed message because at the, you can't you can't say like we value all of our season ticket holders and then do this. And then at the same time, I guess I could also make the argument that like, why if you're going to spend $99 for four, for four games to go see a team that's going to be bad, why should the team be the ones to pick the games? You know, like if I'm going to go spend the money on 
the seats, as I said before, like maybe you're going to save money on the service fees by not having to buy individual tickets. But like, I guess the counterpoint is like, if I'm going to go see the Flyers, I'm going to go see them against the best teams. And so I feel like I should get to pick the games. I should get to go see the best stars in the league dismantling the team that I care about, you know? That, that's kind of where I'm at. I do think if there is one bad indictment here, it's that the home opener is included. How, 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 how do you fall so far as a franchise that you can't fill the arena on opening night? That's where I think this looks even, like if you're going to take the cynical side or if like somebody listening out there is like, this is, this is BS anyway. I think that's the thing you point to because that shows a legitimate worry on part of ownership that they're not going to have a full barn for the, the home opener, which would be, I mean, pretty bad, right? And it might not be full barn. It might be like 12,000 people in the arena. Like they're afraid they're not going to reach that threshold. Well, but that's what they've it's set. Not ideal. That's what they've set themselves up with. I mean, that's, I mean, Russ, they're getting what, I mean, last year, the lows at the building, I mean, it looked like it was five or 6,000, like second period, some nights late yeah. when there's no, nothing going on. Um, I, I don't know. This is just, again, uh, I don't know who decides these things. Like if they have getting a room together and it's like, there's absolutely zero common sense involved in any of this at all. You, all you've done is you've pissed off your loyal fan base. Cause I'll be honest with you, what you've done here's, here's the part they don't consider. Right. And I, and listen, Tampa Bay has a hell of a ticket, uh, uh thing down in, um, uh, in, in their venue, right. They have a college or university mm-hmm. Tampa is all around the facility down in Tampa. They offer like, I think it's like seven or nine or $10 tickets. That building sold out every night. With as bad as this team has been, you, you may as well, if you're going to go 25, if you're going to go all in, you may as well go all the way in and make, make them $10, $12 tickets to try to fill the second bowl and worry about trying to get the optics of the lower part sold if you're going to move people down. This is obviously a problem now because the opening game, if they're offering that up for opening game, that's they're staring that right in the eyes about a little bit more than a yeah. month away. But I think yeah. what you've done now is if you realize what you where you're at, if I were sitting in that boardroom with these people, I'd say, guys, listen, the people that did renew this year are obviously our most loyal followers that we're going to find. Like they are the bread and butter, the beating heart of what's left. Because I know a lot of people that have left. They want nothing to do with this team for a long time. They want nothing to do with this team in the short time because of their antics, the bad product that we perceive to be on the ice and the year we're just coming off of. So if you've had people renew early and they're committed to you, you just literally crapped on the absolute, if you take every Flyers fan in history and you brought them yep. down and you boiled them down into what was left, it was this group that re, that just re-signed this past year to join this team again for another year of disaster hockey that they knew they were coming. And then what 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 reward do they get? Oh, hey, we're going to make four tickets for $99 available to the public. And by the way, the games that are there, you might be on the glass one game, Maybe you're in the second bowl another night. They don't even know where to put people. So, Russ, what they're saying with those tickets is they are so sure the building is going to be empty that they're going to have some guy, that, uh, um, uh, you know, the correspondent that agrees with that or that works for that section telling you where to go sit where it's going to be comfortable for you that night. That's how sure the building is going to be empty this year that they're going to have like as he, the concierge for per each section telling you where to go sit. This is an epic. This is an epic disaster, and I'm telling you right now what they've done is. And I'll say it. I said it earlier. If you're involved in pro sports and you're a fan that loves your team, get rid of your season tickets now for any sport. Because you know what, you may as well start doing. Just pay fair market value for the product. 
pay fair market value like anything else, like the housing market, you know? Inflation's down, uh, you know, interest rates are down, you're going to sell more homes. It goes the other way, it's happening right now. It's just, it should be no different for a pro sports. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly make the case that aside from the NFL, that that's not bad logic for any team, especially in this city, right? Like, if you're a Sixers fan or you're a Phillies fan, I mean, Phillies especially, we've seen. Phillies are on their way to the playoffs for the first time in almost a decade, and they're getting like 20,000 people, right? A decade ago, they were getting 43,000. Um, I did have somebody tell me that I had to check my white privilege because I, uh, I said that there should be more people at Phillies games. And it was like, well, there's inflation. It's like, well, there's also a bunch of suburbs around the city of Philadelphia that have a lot of people who are doing you know, well enough to go afford a $15 ticket, which is not to say that if you can't afford it, that you're a problem. You are certainly not. Be a fan however you're going to be. But there are enough people in this general area, in the tri-state area, that are fans of Philadelphia teams to put more than 20,000 butts in Citizens Bank Park. I, I guess, you know, when, when it comes down to it, the, the thing that is a killer for uh, season ticket holders and for, um, you know, whether you're a Flyers fan or you're a Sixers fan or you're a Phillies fan or whatever fan you are, it is really hard to say to somebody you know what, spend thousands of dollars on, on a product for a team that's probably not going to compete. And, and I do fundamentally think that the way that ticket structuring has worked in the past is going to continue to change because the younger fan uh, is not as team loyal as much as they are player loyal. And it doesn't necessarily happen as much in hockey, but you see it in basketball, you even see it in football, you definitely see it in soccer people start to glom on to specific players and they support those players and they will spend money to go support that player's team. And so I just think it's a hard sell if you're a team to try to, I don't know, be understanding of when people bail on season tickets. I, I at the same time, feel like if you're a season ticket holder and this Flyers Pass thing upset you, I, I, unless you're somebody who's going to go down there 41 times a year, and, and that is what you and your family do, or that's what you and somebody else do, um, I, I don't know what to say to you. And especially if you're somebody who goes to like 15 games and then tries to like make a profit on the secondary market, I don't feel bad for you at all. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know that the market for it's going to be bad. You don't hang on to a ticket for five years for this team, you know, in the hopes that in 2026, they're going to be a playoff team. You know, I mean, you could. If you have the money to do it, by all means do it. But I don't know. I... I fundamentally do not think that the team is wrong for trying to offer something at a lower set price where you're not going to get price gouged. But I do think that the optics of, of opening night being on there are not optimal. Um, there's one other thing, and I, I've advocated for this before, and I've heard murmurings that they're going to do something like this. But I've said a million times, it's not just being able to get people out there for you know a low cost. You need to grow the game and you need to grow the fan base. And I will once again urge this organization that because the team is going to be bad and ownership chose not to address that with the hockey ops side, uh, if, if you're going to have empty seats anyway, then you better start community outreach. You better start working with, whether it's Snyder Youth Hockey, whether it's hockey clubs in the area, uh, whether it's you know, uh, uh, people in low SES situations, you know, like lower income, can't otherwise afford to get to a game. You reach out to those community groups, send them in, send them to these games, give the tickets away. Who cares? You know, if you're not going to lower the tickets because you don't like the bad optics, then get the good optics. 
give a, a hundred tickets to a, a local youth group, to a, a local hockey team, and to their families. Fill the place up. Because if, if the options are either no money because people aren't buying the tickets or no money, but you're doing a good thing for people to grow the game, to make memories for those kids, then at least do that. Because nobody... Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just, I just keep thinking. I mean, listen, the fan base is built in for them. And, and obviously, mm -hmm. I personally, I think it's the incompetence of the business side that's turned this entire city against them. I think the things that they've done in the past already to this team, I mean, they... They just, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing with a really unique sports franchise in Philadelphia. I mean, they're all from Washington, D.C., or they all work for the Nationals or something. What the hell do they know about a franchise like this? Nothing. So you go back to 2007, right, when Luco was running stuff, it was Sean Tilger. They still sold the building out. They still knew what they were doing. They still had enough competence to actually find a way to get people in the building because the Flyers had a connection to the city. And they understood, the fans understand that if you have a down year or downtime, that the organization was always going to try to spend uh, to get better players in here and make the product valuable. And Holmberg, and I give him credit that year, he did turn it around after the 2006-07 season. But there's such a disconnect now that the franchise has self, it's a, it's a self-inflicted gunshot wound to themselves is the way I see it with their connection to the fan base. They've erased and eroded anything from the past. And now they're trying to do dumb stuff to try to get back into good favors of the group. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. The only thing that will help is a good team, Russ. Um, but I'll tell you what, even in Philadelphia, on top of a good team, you better have other things coming with it with the franchise. Outreach, like you said, community outreach, doing the right things in this city, as this franchise has done historically until the Washington Nationals took over. You know, for as, for as stupid as some people might think it sounds, sometimes winning in the optics department is really important. Uh, and it will get people to support a team, even when the team is bad. It'll get them to look at the organization favorably. And, and that will inevitably lead to people buying tickets. It, it's not a one-to-one. -one. not saying that, you know, all of a sudden 6,000 people are going to show up at Wells Fargo Center that weren't going to because they saw that the Flyers gave tickets to, you know, a, a, a group of, of kids who are interested in the sport of hockey. Not saying that. But they're going to take a lot of hits. It's inevitable. They're going to take a lot of hits this year because the hockey product is garbage. Somebody in the organization has to do something to win in the optics department. Otherwise, you're going to continue to open yourselves up for unforced errors. Closing off the replies on a tweet about the Flyers pass, that's an unforced error. Putting out a tweet using Nick Delorier of all people for 44 days, that's, that's an unforced error. Deleting it makes it look even worse. So oh. I, I just feel like at some point, you know, I want to be fair. And you said you want to be positive about it. I don't want, especially for people who are tuning in for the first time, to think that, like, we're just going to crap on this team, on the players, on the ice, on the coaching staff all year. No, no. But right now, it's, you know, you've got to do something to invigorate the spirits of Flyers fans. For better or worse, you didn't do it with the on-ice product. You didn't go out and bring in a star. You didn't go out and make some trades to fundamentally shake up this team. You're kind of rolling back out, for the most part, status quo. Tony D'Angelo you know, added in there, sure. Um, but other than that, there's not a ton to look forward to. Your, your biggest selling points right now are the returns from serious injury of uh, Sean Couturier, the hope that Kevin Hayes is going to be healthy. Maybe Ryan Ellis plays more than four games this year, and that Joel Farabee is going to be back. Now, they, 
I think it was Sam Carcitti said that Farabee was doing like an inner squad kind of like scrimmage. They were doing some practicing um, on ice, which is a really good sign. Could be. Um, but, you know, give give people something positive to look at. This Flyers pass, you know, whether you like it or I like it or season ticket, it doesn't matter. That's at least something. We can say at least they've kind of, you know, cost controlled something. All right, cool. Let's see what the next thing is. And we'll tout it. You Listen, we come here a week from today. We find out that, you know, Snyder Hockey, they've been given 100 tickets to, to kids who care about the sport for opening night. Nifty. We will tout it. You want to tell me that, you know, uh, uh, a local high school or a local middle school or something, they've given 300 tickets to kids and their families to come out and see, uh, you know, a meaningless game against Columbus. Cool. I got a great idea. Let me okay. cut you off, all right? The Flyers have a night this year. They have a night every year, recovery night. And by the way, this is the start of recovery month, by the way, uh, okay. for all addiction. So it's a, a very important month for me. And also I'll get that message out at the end, uh, just about people and struggling. The Flyers have a recovery night that they do. It's in the early fall. Okay. You know, I have people asking me every year, hey, are you going to recovery night? I don't know anything about recovery night. They might publicize it. I'll tell you what, I'll even do them a solid. You call me for recovery night, and I'll do the best I can to get people in that building. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. There's a lot of people in the recovery community that would love to go see a Flyers game that don't have the resources to do it. It would give them an opportunity to get, to get a night out. I'll help the Flyers. I owe them nothing, but I will help them support that night if they want to, if they want to do something about it. I mean, I've, that's what I do now. So, again, that's one night, one game that they'll have to an opportunity to try to get more people and broaden their audience, and I'm willing to do that. You can't get any more positive than that. That's true. So it's really what nice I'm saying is that you, you're right. And what you're talking about right now is having those special evenings and trying to have a giveaway one night where that mm -hmm. happens. Do it. Go out of your way to give away this year because you're not. people aren't going to spend money when they realize probably who you are. Maybe they have a miracle season and are the New York Islanders of three years ago. I seriously doubt it. I don't see a Matthew Barzell here um, in that frame. Uh, but again, we'll see. But again, those are the things that they need to do. They need to do more outreach. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm throwing one out right now for recovery night. You know, try to do something more. There's a lot of people out there would love to see a game. I agree. I think it's a great idea. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Let's see if they take you up on it. Um, we'll all right. I think we're good. I think that's probably about all that we can get into, uh, unless the Flyers are going to make a trade here, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, and you know what else, too? Like, what's up? We were talking about Nick Deloria. Nothing against Nick Deloria at all with that tweet. Might be a great like, guy. I, again, Sure. It's I, I already heard he's a great guy. It has nothing to do with Nick Deloria, the hockey player. It had everything to do with a four-year deal and a partial no movement that is the optics on everything. I mean, it'd be like tr signing me at an older age and be like, why the hell did they give that clown a four-year, two-year oh, no movement? Can we get the Flyers it's to sign you? Right? Can we get them to sign um, you? Anyway, That'd be great. Nothing against, Nick, nothing against him as the person at all. And you know what? To be honest with you, it's nothing to do with him as a fourth-line player in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um the Flyers are just. Uh, I wonder who ultimately really runs their their flyer or their Twitter, because I mean it is really really something else, man. Yeah, I don't I'll tell know. you what, like who has the final say with those tweets is whew, something else. Um, All right. Yeah. Good, Ross. I know you're busy. It's the start of college football, buddy. Go ahead. This is start of college football. Uh, so um, we have a few five star reviews. We'll hit those real quick. Yeah. Uh, Diabetic Derek checks in. Five stars. Best Flyers podcast. If you're a hardcore Flyers fan, this is the best one out there. There's a lot of unique info that you won't find anywhere else and honestly about an honesty about the state of the team and the best takes on what the team should do moving forward. 
Of all the Flyers podcasts, this one offers the most and best in-depth analysis. My hockey team is continuing a breathtaking nosedive to being irrelevant in this town on every level. It's nice to be able to listen to a podcast that has a better pulse on the team than management and ownership does. Keep up the great work and let's go Flyers. I want to talk about that in a second. Remind me. Remind me we're going to come back to the irrelevance thing before we head out. Uh, five stars. Isaiah 520. Agree or disagree, Snow the Goalie is Can't Miss Flyers podcast. Snow the Goalie is a Flyers podcast that has a little of everything. The younger millennial takes of Russ, the unvarnished ex-player opinions of Chris Tarian, and the consummate insider info from veteran observer Anthony. They cover the team from many perspectives, including some I'm not really into, but the point is there's something here for everyone with great hosts to boot. Definitely a must-listen for Flyers faithful. Thanks, Isaiah. And then we got our last one here, Shana or Shanna. I don't know. I'm going to say Shanna, but if it's Shanna, you know, sorry, Shanna. Uh, Shana123, I think it's a dollar sign. All right. Six-star show. How about that, Russ? Russ, dude, why is this not a weekly podcast? I need my flyers fix. Your random show uh, random so- show schedule has me listening to the plethora of subpar flyers podcasts. Give us the good dope, Russ, Ant, and Bundy. Put on two shows a week. Pretty please with a cherry on top of an ice cream sundae in the Stanley Cup. I love that. Wouldn't it be awesome? Imagine if this team wins the Stanley Cup. We'll obviously be part of that, so then they'll have to give it to us, and we can make an ice cream sundae, and we'll invite Shana, Shanna to, uh, to have a little bit of the sundae. If they win the Stanley Cup, Russ, I will personally go around with a handshake to every single person in the Flyers, the front office, business side, everything. Congratulations. Enjoy your fire truck ride up Broad Street. There you go. I was wrong. I love it. That I'm hashtag positivity from you. Wrong I am. By the way, and maybe we'll talk about this next week. One of, my, one of my, my closest friends has said for years that he thinks there is a scenario, if things continue to trend the way that they are, that the Flyers will become the fifth most popular team in town, that the Philadelphia Union will pass the Flyers. And I want to get into it next week. I know it'll piss off Anthony because he hates soccer. But the Union right now are in first once again, potentially in contention for the Supporters' Shield, the most points in all of Major League Soccer. They did it uh, during the pandemic. They're a legitimate MLS Cup contender, mm-hmm. they're going to get a spot, if this continues, in the CONCACAF Champions League, which is a big thing. I don't have to explain it to everybody right now. But they're filling up Subaru Park. They are continuing to build the game. MLS and soccer in general is a younger fan base, so they're doing a good job of creating new fans. The tickets are insanely cheap in general, like $25. You can get into games. It's a great atmosphere. It's a fantastic way to spend a summer, a fall, evening, day, afternoon, whatever. I want to talk about it at some point. If it's next week, if it's two weeks, I do think that there's a little bit more meat on the bone to that argument than anybody might want to give it credit for. And we won't make it the lead topic next week, so people who are upset or triggered about it already, we'll put it towards the end of the show, and you can skip that part. But I do think that there's a little bit more to that than people might otherwise think. So we might get there next week. Ant will be back next week. You and I will be there. Um, make sure you I follow just, us on Twitter. Or go ahead. I don't. I don't want them to hear anybody say that the Flyers are now the third most important team at the Wells Fargo Center. And I have heard that. That's something we got to totally take away, right? Like I know it's another Comcast backdoor thing, but people do give give you that. They're like, you know, they're the they're the third most important team at the Wells Fargo Center. Again, these are talking points. Again, I do not think the Wings are ahead of the Flyers. I don't. No, I, I don't. No I way. don't either. But no listen, 
Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Snow the Goalie, Instagram at Snow the Goalie. You can follow us on Facebook's uh, Facebook. We have a Snow the Goalie page there as well. If you're on Twitter, you can request to join the uh, Twitter community for Snow the Goalie. There's always like a bunch of different thoughts that are getting thrown out there every day. You can certainly join in there, send a request. We'll add it. I might even attach it to the description of this episode. You can find Bunny on Twitter at Cesterian6. You can find me at Joy on Broad. Find our compatriot, Anthony Sanfilippo, at Ant San Philly. We'll have all those links in the description of this episode. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, anywhere that you get your podcasts, you can find Snow the Goalie. You can ask your uh, iPhone, your computer. You can ask your uh, Amazon Echo. You can ask uh, any Android device to play the latest episode of Snow the Goalie Flyers podcast. Bing, bang, boom. Hands free. You got it. Also, episodes over on YouTube.com slash Crossing Broad. There's an entire uh, playlist of Snow the Goalie episodes, interviews, and such. If you're new to the show, thanks for listening. Come back next week. If you've been here with us for however long, thanks for coming back. Uh, come back again next week. And like I said, I said this a few weeks ago, and it actually worked. I saw a nice little spike. If you're listening to the show, and you know somebody who would appreciate some honest takes on this team, tell like two people, two Flyers fans in your life about Snow the Goalie. Have them listen to an episode. They might like it. They might hate it. They might be somewhere in between. They might love it. Who knows? Tell two people. That's all I ask. That's your homework for this week. Okay? School's back in session, baby. Here we go. Thanks for listening to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.